Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Grateful and grateful for this moment. We pray, Lord, that you teach us. We pray, Lord, transform our hearts. Father, give us understanding this afternoon. Give us of your spirit to teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated. And turn your Bibles with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 10. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 10. Today is Galatians 6, 6. Honor your prophet Sunday. And I want to put our message of loyalty and disloyalty on Paul's for today. And I want to share with you the importance of honoring a prophet. The importance of honoring a prophet. Is it a good message? Do you think we should know that? The importance of honoring a prophet. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 10. And I want us to read. Are you here with me? Wonderful. It says, And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. So this is the people of Israel. When the Lord was taking them, there were so many countries, so many nations that the Lord was instructing them, fight this country, conquer these people, break down these people, destroy these people, take booties from these people. And some countries, the Lord will say, go around them, spare this country, do not fight with this nation. Leave these ones alone. And this is what they did. And they dwelt amongst these people who they did not fight to displace. And now the people have become great and mighty and they have turned against the people of Israel. Are you with me? And this is where we are in that part of the story. We don't have time to read the whole story, but this is we want to take our scripture from this point and read it. It says, And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Verse, the next verse, it says, Behold, I say how they reward us. These people have now turned against us. See how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. They want to now fight us and displace us from the land which God has given to us. Then he says, our God, he says, all our God, do you see, they are praying. They say, all our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Do you see the predicament that they are in? They see a great company. They see the army is so strong for them. And they can acknowledge, they can see in their eyes that before this army, we are nothing. We are like grasshoppers. 
He says, Oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. You know, there are certain situations when you are in, you don't even know what to do. You don't know how to come out of it. He said, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. We are looking to God. Our eyes are upon thee. And so they are looking to heaven and they are praying. And they are seeking the eyes of God. And he says, and all Judah stood before the Lord. You know, whenever people happen to be in a situation, they come before God. When you happen to be in a situation where you don't know what to do, you come closer to God. Prayer meetings, they get filled when we don't know what to do. The day that 11, um, 9-11 hit, the, um, when the planes hit those towers, many people went to church to pray. And the subsequent days and weeks, many people were in churches praying because then people didn't know what to do. They didn't know what else was coming to attack America. So it says, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. And they all lifted up their hands and praying and looking to God for answers. They said, our eyes are upon you. We look to you for answers. We don't know what to do in this situation. And then the next verse, then as they were praying, as they were looking up to God, as they were seeking the face of God, the Bible says, then upon Jahaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph. You know, when the Bible is describing a person in detail like this, it means the person is a minor person. The person is not any great person that we can say, David, then upon David. I mean, when the Lord says, then upon David, he wouldn't need to go into a lot of details to explain so that you will know who he's talking about. Isn't that so? Or when the Lord begins to talk about Moses or begins to talk about Abraham, he wouldn't need to make a lot of explanations and descriptions and all kinds. But he says, then upon Jahaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah. That means Zachariah's father is Beniah. The son of Jael. That's Zaire's great-great-grandfather. And the son of Mataniah. Feta to go on details. A Levite of the sons of Asaph. Came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. In the midst of the congregation. That means God will always choose some ordinary person in the midst of the congregation. The people that are sitting with you, one that nobody looks to, one that nobody values, he was standing just as everyone's family, wives and husbands have lifted up their eyes and they are praying to the Lord. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel in the midst of the congregation. And then what happened? He says, then he said, Hacking ye all Judah. So you see, if you were there, the scenario is like this. We are all praying our eyes are on the Lord and we are seeking the face of God and we are looking for answers. And then this tiny voice in the midst of the congregation, it says, Hacking ye all Judah. And so the people are like this and then everybody stops. Ah, who is that? Who is interrupting? We are looking for answers from God. We 
are we are looking to the, the the almighty god to open up the heavens and send forth message that we may hear something are you understanding what i'm sharing with you then in the midst of that it's like the whole israel lifted up their eyes and then they stopped where did that voice come from who is that are you understanding what i'm sharing with you he says hacking ye all judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. From the midst of the congregation, from this unimportant man, comes this voice. He says, the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Then look, he says, Tomorrow go you down against them. Mind you, the people say we don't know what to do. We look at the army, their forces, their their weapons, and looking at us, we don't know what to do. But this guy, he says, Tomorrow go you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zis, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still. <laughs> he said, Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Amen. He said, for the Lord will be with you. So you see, if you are an, an army captain, if you are a captain of the army, and you hear someone talks like this, and you know your army, you're probably going to say that, listen, we don't go to war like that. We don't just get up and go like that. We have to look at our strength, look at our weapons, gather our forces, devise some strategies. Okay, and position ourselves properly, we don't just get up and go and stand still. Look at them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or if, for instance, you, if you have, I have told you and I said, you know, I want you now to rise up and begin going out looking for homes, homes asking for the prices of houses. Start going and looking for the prices of houses. Start going, go out and, re- and look for the prices of houses. You are going to receive a house. Just go. You will look and say, <laughs> the down payment, even the down payment alone. <laughs> a lot of you will not go. A lot of you will not go. A lot of you will brush it aside. A lot of you will just say, ah, something has come upon him and he's just speaking. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? I'm sharing with you the importance of honoring the prophet. Hearkening to the prophet. Receiving the prophet. The importance of listening to the prophet. The importance of receiving the words of the prophet. The importance of treasuring the, giving value to the prophet. So now look, this is he's finished talking in the next verse. And Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, you see, it takes a spiritual person to understand. 
So Jehoshaphat, amongst all of them, they were standing there with their families and their children, but the king Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. He bowed his face. He bowed his head with his face to the ground. He went flat on the ground when he heard this. And then, and then, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Because if the king is going down, let us join. It will be some way to see the king on the ground and we are all standing. But they did not. Only Jehoshaphat went down. And said, what I am hearing means something to me. What I'm hearing is valuable. What I'm hearing is something important. So he bowed down and they joined them, worshipping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of Korathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And this is where the famous scripture came in from Jehoshaphat. As he bowed down to these words. And then they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophet, so shall ye prosper. wait on the Lord and you are looking for answers from the Lord. Yes, you believe in the Lord your God. You will be established. But if we are going to prosper, if we are going to do well, if we are going to do things, then we ought to believe also in what the prophet is saying. We have to value this person. We have to value the prophet that God has given us in the midst of the congregation. Hallelujah. And so, if you read on, the next verse, it says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of the holiness, as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy and joy forever. He didn't call the army, he called the, the singers. Just as the prophet had said. He didn't call them. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. According to the words of the prophet. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone had to destroy another. God caused them to fight amongst themselves. Fighting among themselves. And then, he says, "For the, can we move on? And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. And none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches 
with their dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away and they were three days in gathering of the spoil it was so much it was so much just by honoring the voice of the prophet so you see they could have been there still praying and ignore this prophet who spoke and say listen if you are hungry get something to eat and leave us to pray and they could have continued praying and be afraid and be in that same state but someone honored the voice of the prophet someone heard the voice of the prophet and respected the voice of the prophet someone gave double honor though this person did not look so significant someone gave double honor to the voice of the prophet and people who were in a fearful state people who were in a state of depression people who were in a state of about to be depressed and to be destroyed now look at them the bible says that they were now surrounded with precious jewels they were now surrounded with wealth they could now have no room to carry says it was too much they were three days in gathering of the spoil more than they could carry just by honoring a prophet your life changes from a state of uncertainty from a state of i'm about to be destroyed from a state of i am about to be thrown out of school from a state of my marriage is about to be broken from a state of i am about to be taken out of the country from a state of i'm about to be deported your life just honoring just honoring a prophet and the voice of the prophet your life is transformed from i am having difficulty in this to now i have more than i can carry just by the voice of a prophet just to say that i am not taking this to be an ordinary person i am not using i'm not taking these words to be ordinary but i will honor these words and i will obey just that alone brought them from one state to another hallelujah is somebody understanding what i'm sharing with you yeah you see it is always easy to believe in god it is always easy it is always easy to believe in God. What is difficult for us is to believe in the prophets that God has given us. What is difficult for us, it is to believe in the prophet that God gives us. Because we see that the prophets are ordinary people. You will see a prophet that is praying for you who has also the same difficulty as you. A prophet that is in the midst of the congregation, also in a fearful state, now telling you that stand still and don't go. You see a prophet who is sick, also praying for you that you will be well. You see a prophet who has no children, praying for you that you are going to have children. And it becomes difficult for us to accept and to believe. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because God will always take them from the midst of the congregation. God will always use a voice from the midst of the congregation. It is up to you to say, I value what gifts God has given us. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Jesus said in John 14 and verse 1, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. You believe in God, believe also in me. I may look like I was born in Nazareth. I may look like I'm a poor carpenter's son. You believe in God, believe also in me. So believe in the prophet that God has given us. 
You cannot believe in God and leave his prophets out. Hallelujah. Receiving and honoring the prophet of God is very important in our walk with God. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yes. It is very important in our walk with God that we will also receive the servant that God has given us. Isaiah chapter 38. Isaiah chapter 38. I want to show you something so that you will begin now to value certain things. Would you allow me? Would you allow me? Isaiah Isaiah 38. He says, In those days was Hezekiah sick. Have you heard of King Hezekiah before? The Bible says one day he was sick. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. You understand what it means to be sick unto death? It means that you are about to die. That means that they have given you few days to live. That this disease is going to kill you. You are supposed to go to hospice. He said, and you are supposed to be dear now, dear now. That when they see your eyes closed, we should do anything because this disease is going to kill you. He says, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. That's the, what the, prophet, the message that the prophet came to give Isaiah. Okay, now, King Hezekiah, he didn't take it lightly. He honored the words of the prophet. And he took it seriously. And he thought about it. And he meditated on it. And so, then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord. Are you listening? Because of the words that came from the prophet. Because he thought that he was going to be well. The doctors are saying, just take this antibiotics for seven days. And you are going to be okay. But the prophet came and said, don't mind what the doctors are saying. You will die. And he changed his mind about the treatment. And he says, now I will face the wall and I will pray. And said, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he was praying. And then answers came to a prophet who has come to give bad news and is gone. Who is going home on his way out. The word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go back, go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. And you understand what I'm sharing with you? Isn't that an amazing matter? That you are praying to the Lord, and you have gone on your knees, and you are crying unto the Lord, and then answers come. And God said, I have heard your prayers. He says, I have heard your prayers. But he didn't say anything to you. He goes to a prophet and gives the answer to the prophet. So if you are a person who you have said in your eye, this prophet, you have told your servant, let him never step in my courtyard again. He comes with bad news. 
This prophet, he was preaching and he mentioned me in the message. I don't want to be in that church anymore. This prophet, I don't like when he uses certain examples that pertain to me. I don't like when I had my child and he never came to visit me. I don't like when I was having my wedding and he was late. I don't like his thing about, you know, when he's preaching and he's shaking his hands and he's throwing his arms all over the place. I don't like when he was preaching and he told me to stand up. Why does he embarrass me like that? Why does he bring such, such, such news to me? I don't like this. And we say these things. And then we go back on our knees to pray. And God brings the answer to that same prophet that you have run away from. That prophet that they say, it is his birthday, let honor him. Oh, oh, ah. Everybody has birthdays and so what? That same prophet. That same prophet. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Every year, last year we did this. This year too, uh, it's too much. Uh, it wasn't his birthday last year. We have rent to pay. We have rent. We have rent. I've not even paid my rent. Yeah. My car loans. I've not even paid. You don't know my insurance. Do you know the bills that I'm paying? And then you go on the wall. Lord, my rent. Lord, my car loan. Lord, my school fee. My tuition. Lord, I need to register. I need admission. I need this financial aid. I need this to come through. Lord, I'm seeking your faith. And the answer comes back to that same prophet that they are asking for you to honor. And you say, We cannot be doing this. That same prophet. He came here, just told me I'm going to die. And now he's knocking on my door. Send him away. Send him away. Send him away. You know, he takes them from the midst of the congregation. He takes them from the midst of the congregation. So they will have the same difficulties, the same mind to forget about your birthday, to forget to call you, to forget to pray for you, to forget to visit you. The same mind like yours. The same difficulty, the same challenges. You will choose them from the midst of the congregation. Now if you were to look at that alone and let that drive you away, let that drive you away from that same prophet. Your answers as you go on your knees to cry on the Lord again. The Bible says I have heard thy prayers. I have heard you but the answers I have given to that same prophet that you refuse to honor. Some of you, you complain about honoring prophets too much. Too much. Too much. Sometimes it is better you don't say anything. It's too much. But it's too much to honor the prophet of God that carries the answers for you that God is giving to your prayers. He says, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 more years. 15 more years. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, I will add to you. See, no, so you will ask, Lord, if I am praying and you have heard 
my prayers. Ellen, and you have answers for me. My face is on the wall. You hear me crying. Why don't you give me the answers? As I am praying to you, as I am seeking, if my prayers have not reached a brass ceiling, but have reached the throne room of God, why don't you give me answers? Why don't you send me an angel right now, but you give the answer to a prophet? That you will honor the prophet. So that you will honor his prophet. So that you will honor his prophet. The importance of honoring prophets. So if King Hezekiah, Hezekiah, so he said, now the next verse, it says, the next verse, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he had spoken. You see, so a lot of people, 15 years of your life is cut off because you did not honor a prophet. He has heard your prayer and he's adding 15 more years. Promotion that you are praying for, he has heard your prayer. That admission that you are asking for, he has heard your prayer. That marriage that you are praying about, he has heard your prayer. But the offense of the prophet, the offense, your inability to honor the prophet, it has driven you out 15 years of life. 15 years of life. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? Yes. So, King Hezekiah could have ignored the prophet because of the previous preaching, because of the previous message, because of when you came, the way he does his things. When he's talking, his saliva is coming out from his mouth. You know, you've seen him eating before, and when he's chewing his mouth, he opens, he's opening his mouth, and food is coming out of his mouth. He chooses them from the midst of the congregation. People that you will not value. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You want me to share one more thing with you? Genesis chapter 20. Or you don't like my message? We can close right now. If you don't like my message. Martha, should I continue? As long as Martha says I should continue. You can all leave. I'll preach to Martha alone. You'll join Martha. Two people in the church. God is in our midst. Amen. Cecilia, is it a good message? Amen. Genesis chapter 20 and verse 1. The Bible says, And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur. And sojourn in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Abraham, he went somewhere with his wife. His wife was so cute, so pretty. I think Abraham's uh, Sarah was like my wife, you know. Why are you jealous? in order. You know, nice looking. You know, cute. 
Don't be jealous. I have the microphone. That is why you should become the pastor. When you have the microphone, then you preach and say what you want. I said Sarah was as cute as my wife. Why are you jealous? Ah, but do you think I was blind when I was choosing? Oh. Amen. When you have the microphone, then you... Today, I have the microphone. So, I'm preaching. Please, let's read the scripture. And stop being jealous. And Abraham said of his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. And Abraham... So, Abraham... Because his wife was so cute, I'm not going to say anything. Just focus on the message. <laughs> Steve, when you start your, 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 your church, then you can preach like that. He said, so he was afraid that the people were going to kill him because of his beautiful wife. So he told his wife, when they ask you, say you are my sister. And I will say I'm your brother. So King Abimelech heard that and then he came to take Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of, by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the man which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Hallelujah. But Abimelech had not come near her yet. <laughs> he was taking a shower. And he said, Lord, will thou also slay a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister? And she even, she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore I suffered, therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. So Abimelech, the moment he fell in the bed, he had plans for Sarah. But as soon as he lay in the bed, he fell asleep. As he didn't know that there was a spiritual sleeping pill that was administered to him. May God give spiritual sleeping pills to men who want to sleep with you, to men who have not married you and want to sleep with you. May there be no strength in them. May they go down like this. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When they make any effort and they are coming with their strength, may they go down. Until they put a ring on your finger. You will not down until the ring comes. You will never have strength. For any of my daughters. May you never have strength for my daughters. In the name of Jesus. Hey, let me not prophesy certain prophecies upon your life. Amen. But if you are married, may the Lord give you strength. Amen. 
And if we are women also, may the Lord heal you of all headaches. Married women, please. Why are the single women receiving? The single woman, when the time comes for the moment where you cannot withstand, may the Lord give you a headache. May the Lord give you a headache that you say, I don't I have a headache. My my headache is I can't I cannot I can I can. Amen. So Abimelech he didn't know that it was God who withheld him. At that moment, and afterwards, his real wife will come and then he'll be awake. Amen. Now, therefore, so now in the dream, the Lord said, Now, therefore, restore the man his wife. Take the man's wife back to him. For he is a prophet. And he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? God says, I am the one that withheld you from sleeping with a man, from sleeping with a woman. And I know you are a man of integrity. I know you are a righteous man. That is why I withheld you. But as I have come to you in a dream right now, I can't do much for you. You are going to die anyway, but send to that man, send to a prophet. Let the prophet pray for you so that you will live. The importance of honoring prophets. Amen. So Abimelech could have said, this plain prophet that lied to me, I almost lost my life. Take him out of my country. Remove him from the land. Let him never step near here because because of him, I almost died. He could have said that and he would have died. But he sent to the prophet and the prophet prayed for him and he lived. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, we don't have time to read there's so many of such examples in the scriptures. You know, there was one time a man was praying in the country of Caesarea. His name is Cornelius, and he was praying. The Bible says he's a righteous man, and he's praying. He went on his knees every time, praying, giving alms. He's a very righteous God, a man that fears God. And the Bible says that his offering, his givings, they came to the heavens as a memorial before God. And God heard his prayers. And God sent answers. This person, God actually sent him an angel. In Acts chapter 10. When you go home, read that scripture. God sent him an angel. And the angel came to him. And you would think that as the man has prayed, God should give him answers when the angel came. But when the angel came, the Bible says, the angel's message for Cornelius was that send men to another prophet, another man of God. In Joppa. Send men to Joppa and he will tell you what to do. Amen. So you could have said, uh, Ah, angel, <laughs> you are here. When I saw you, I almost ran away. I could see that here is a real angel. You are not the Philippine. I can see you. So if you have come, why don't you give me the answers? But now you want me to now send men to Joppa. So that some other ordinary man whose house description is very complex. His address is very complex. He lives by the sister. He doesn't even have his own home. He can't even pay his rent. He's lived by another Peter by name, Peter the tenor. He lives, he rents from him. And you would think that this is not an important person. But when you honor a prophet, the Bible says Peter came and and Cornelius' house changed completely. 
Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God? Yeah. Please. Some, we are just interrupting. I mean, ending a message. Hallelujah. So please, God does not do anything without his prophets. God does not do anything without his prophets. Amen. There's a scripture in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealed his secrets unto his servants and prophets. The New Living Translation says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. Amen. So it be, it's, it's our interest, it's in our interest to honor our prophets, to receive our prophets. That when we say we are honoring prophets, it is in our interest to take that seriously and don't say that because of that I'm not even going to church. And be angry. Amen. Isaiah 44. I have just a few scriptures and I want to read them. To Isaiah 44 and verse 24. He says, That saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things. I am the Lord that maketh all things including all that you need, all that you are praying for. He says, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. I am the Lord. The land that you are living in, I stretch it forth by myself. The place where you are living and you need establishment, it is my land. I am the Lord. The papers that you need to live in that land, I stretch for that land. I am the Lord. I, the, the place that you are working that you need promotion, it is part of my land. All the men in it, every man that your eyes have ever been on that you want to marry, I made him. Every woman that you want, I made her. I am the Lord. He says, and I'm the same one. He says, that frustrated the tokens of the liars. And maketh diviners mad. That turneth wise men backward. And maketh their knowledge foolish. And this is the scripture that I want to pay your attention to. It says, That confirmeth the word of his servant. And performeth the counsel of his messengers. That saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited. And to the cities of Judah, Ye shall be built. And I will raise up the decayed places thereof. Amen. So God is saying that he is that God that confirms the word of his servants. He confirms the words of his servants. That when his servants make proclamation, when the servant of God speaks and prophesies upon your life, not that God was even planning and saying that, that I put words in your the servant's mouth to speak. But just that the servant speaks upon your life, I confirm the words. I confirm the words. If the servant is saying, it shall be well with you, I confirm the words. If the servant is saying that this parking lot is going to be overflown with cars, I confirm the words. If the servant is saying there are going to be weddings in the house, I confirm the words. If the servant is saying that you are going to receive a new job, I confirm the word. 
If the servant is saying you are going to receive promotion, I confirm the word. If the servant is saying you are going to get married and you are going to have children, I confirm the word. But it is only the one who is like Jehoshaphat who bows down to those words and receives those words. Otherwise, it is only the one who hears the words of the servants and turns to the wall and prays concerning the words that he heard from the servant. It is only the one. Amen. You see, this message is so important. That is why I'm going beyond time to explain these things to you. Because I want to end it. Do you understand? So that you have different, you see, you will have different in your life. There will be difference in your life even if you can catch this revelation. If you can catch this revelation. Hallelujah. Exodus. No, Numbers. Numbers. Let's read one more scripture. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. So the one who honors the prophet and says, you, you are a valuable person. The way that you speak, I take them valuable. If you have written a book, I have taken it seriously. If you have preached a message, you have prophesied over my life, they are not ordinary words to me. It is that person, the Lord says, I confirm those words. The one who values these words, I confirm them. Just because the servant has spoken, I confirm them. Hallelujah. So, in Numbers chapter 6, it says, and the, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise, listen, I want you to pay attention. This is God. He says, he told Moses, he says, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel. Saying unto them, saying unto them, God wants to bless you. God will not come and just bless you. But he says, his prophet should just say some words unto you. He says, I want to bless the people. But tell Aaron to just say these words to the people. Just let let him just speak. Let him just speak. He says, on this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, the Lord bless thee, and keep thee. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. He says, speak these words to the people. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. You will not die before your time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. He said, the next one, he said, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. He says, speak these words to them. Speak these words to them. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And say, in the name of Jesus, receive that prophecy. And I, God, I, God, after you have spoken like that, after they have received it like that, after the prophet has spoken like that, I, God, I will bless them. I will bless them. If these words come from your mouth and they hear it, I will bless them. 
Amen. Amen. Do you understand the word of God this afternoon? Do you understand why we should honor the prophet that God has given us? And do you want to know why some people have seemed to, you see, we are Christians, we are in the church, and we seem to have prophets, we seem to have pastors, we seem to have teachers, we seem to have people that God has given us after his own heart. But things are not happening in our lives. We are not blessed. We prophesy upon your life, but you are not blessed. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Do you want me to show you why? I think I should show you why. Turn with me to the book of Timothy. The book of Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. I'm showing you now the reasons why prophecies don't come to pass in people's lives. We will read this and then we will close the service. He says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. This is Paul writing to Timothy. Okay? Be thou, be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Timothy was as an ordinary Christian, an ordinary unbeliever that Paul found and ministered to him, and he became a Christian. And Paul prophesied certain prophecies over his life and laid hands and prayed for him. And now he's saying that just by doing that, I have imparted into you certain gifts. Just by my speaking, the words that I spoke upon your life, I have imparted certain gifts upon your life. And he says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. The next verse, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Hallelujah. So now, reasons why people do not benefit or people are not blessed by the prophet that God has given us. Number one, we neglect precious things that have been given to us by prophecy. Number one, we neglect precious things that have been given to us by prophecy. In other words, we don't value them. We don't value them. Or we think they are ordinary sayings. We think it is just speaking. Amen. Number two, I'm just moving through this because we will not have time to come to this message again. Number two, we don't meditate upon them. You see, number one, we neglect them. So, when you come to church and the prophet prophesies over your life, you neglect them. You don't take them as value. You don't, take, you don't add any value to those words. You live here and you don't even remember them. You don't even remember that as he was preaching, he said that you are going to go out and look for houses. You don't even remember. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? We neglect those precious things. We don't meditate upon them. We don't pray about the words of the prophets. We don't meditate upon them. We don't think about them. We don't take them down. We don't write them down. We don't meditate upon them. Number three, we don't give ourselves wholly to them. Amen. He says we, we do not give ourselves wholly to them. We don't put all our lives upon the ways. We don't give ourselves wholly to them. Hallelujah. And that is why we don't see them being fulfilled in our lives. Amen. I'm just reading the Bible to you. Hallelujah. Amen. And somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You see, it's the same thing, for instance, like you register in a college. You register, you go and fill applications, write all kinds of things, and then they admit you to the college, and you say, you want to be a lawyer. You want to become a lawyer. And then you pay large sums of money. And then they, you, they put you in a school, and then they give you schedule, and then you go to class every day. You go to the classroom every day. Every day you go to the classroom, and then someone comes to stand before you and say all kinds of things to you. The person that comes to stand before you doesn't even look like a lawyer, but you want to become a lawyer. Perhaps you are looking to see that some lawyers will come, you know, dressed like lawyers with the, um, the wig, and they will teach you how to be a lawyer. But ordinary people, sometimes ordinary women, sometimes ordinary people, sometimes when you look at them, they don't even look like professors. Have you gone to college before? That's some some. Professors come to stand in front of you. They have no demeanor about uh, like a professor. And they come and they speak to you. And they speak to you and then they leave. And then you come again another day. Another kind like that. Another person like that. Or the same person day after day after day after day. Speaking to you. You may take that. This guy doesn't even look like a lawyer. Sometimes you may say that if you have words that can make a person a lawyer, why are you not a lawyer? Have we not asked that question before? Sometimes when you look at your professors, you are in a medical school and the professors that are teaching you to become a doctor, they are not doctors themselves. So if you have that ability to teach someone to become a doctor, how come you are not a doctor? And you may choose that and not listen to them and not value the words that they are speaking to you. And not put any value to them. But if you will value the words. If you will take the words. The words and write them down. And meditate on that, on that same word. The same lectures. The same things that they are telling you. If you will place value on them. And take notes. And study them. Word upon word. Precept upon precept. Memorize them. Put them in your head. One day, one day, one day, that same words, they are going to test you how much of that you meditated on, how much of that is in your head, how much of that you heard, how much of that you know. And if you have meditated on this, if you have placed value on these words, if you have placed value on their lectures, on the ordinary man's words, if you have placed value on them, they have become gifts in you. And when they test you and they see that you did meditate on these words and you know them, they become gift upon you that thy profiting now 
You are ordinary person that entered to the school, just listening to these words and placing value on them. Now today they say, you are a lawyer by just taking note of those valuable words that were spoken unto you. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Those words, they are gifts. They have transformed you such that now you have more value. A gift has been placed in you such that the job that you can have, it will pay you so much money just because you value the words that you had. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And God says, when I give you servants like this, the words that they speak, they are spirits and they are life. If you value them, life will come to you. The spirit of God will come upon you. Where there's no way, there will be way for you. The words that my servants speak to you, they are spirit and they are words. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let us put a mess- an end to our message right now and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Our time is fast spent. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands and let us pray. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, O God. We thank you. We are thankful and grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, for these wonderful revelations that you have shown us. Give us the hearts of God and the mind to honor the prophets that you have given us here in this church, in the united denominations. Lord, give us a heart to honor this great gift that you have given us in our century, in our time, in our days. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful in Jesus' name. What is With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here. This afternoon, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, you want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Don't leave this place without receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Lift up your hand wherever you are and I will pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone? Anyone? Lift up your hand where I can see you. Anyone? Anyone? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Dew of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.